So I think a lot of it is a lot of what other mums get is that ultimate guilt of having to carry the mental load as well for the family. But then I was carrying a lot of mental load at work. So after that period, it was the sit down with the husband. I'm still having to keep up with everything else. And there just has to be some type of give here. And, you know, he's also progressing in his career. So for me, I wouldn't say like I was probably told it was a step back, but it was for me a sidestep, a re-evaluation. Where was I wanting to go with it? And property management for me, as I said, I can do it with my eyes closed because I've been doing it for so long. But actually after that 18 months, I realized that when I was leaving, I was having this negative mindset and all the pressure was on me to make all these decisions. But at the end of the day, you present a problem to the owner, present a solution, and it's up to the owner to decide. I think so many people get caught up in that, but you're just there to guide them in a decision. You're not the decision maker at the end of the day. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Property Management Podcast and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, there's a few things that I've come to learn since I've consciously been connecting with others in the property management space. For many years, I barely knew another property manager or business owner, except for those in my local area. And that was really a culture of competition, certainly not collaboration. But what I have come to learn is that burnout is very, very real in property management that it is impossible to balance work and home life as a property manager and you have to show up authentically on social media. And I've shared my own burnout story on the podcast multiple times, but it is something that nearly every guest I have interviewed has struggled with in some shape or form over the years. And it's got nothing to do with coping with the workload and everything to do with the weight of the mental load that comes from property management, running businesses, and running households combined. It's a lot. And if you don't have the correct tools and support, well, your body eventually shuts down and lets you know enough is enough. But I don't want to dwell on the negatives in this episode. It's all about inspiring you, showing you that transformation is possible. And oftentimes the grass isn't always greener. How looking after and prioritizing your health can lead to personal and professional satisfaction and happiness. And it's the simple things that really do make the biggest differences in our home and working life. So let me share a little bit about my amazing guest today, Kensley Oxley, or many of you might know her on Instagram as the OCD PM. She's been in the industry for over a decade and was an early adapter of personal branding on Instagram. After having her third child and embarking on a career shift into the outsourcing space, Kensley reached breaking point and realized the life that she was living was definitely not Instagram perfect. She was struggling with adrenal fatigue and serious burnout. After hitting rock bottom, she realized there was some major work to do and that was mainly on herself. She sat back, she prioritized her own self-care mindset 
and put boundaries in place to allow her to be happier and more productive at home and in the workplace. Oh, and she also went back to the job she'd forgotten she'd loved so much. Best of all, she started showing up again as her true warts and all authentic self on social media. And it's honestly so entertaining and inspiring. So take a listen to her story of transformation and know that if you are struggling right now, that there is hope and light at the end of a dark tunnel. And quitting and giving up is just not an option. Kensley, thank you so much for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. Now, before we dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing what you do now? Yeah. Thanks for welcoming me on, Kylie, and I'm really excited to have a chat with you. And I think where this podcast will go is just a very much chat within the industry, so it's really good. My background is always slightly been real estate. I'm originally a Queenslander like yourself, but came over here with hubby chasing the mines. And I basically started in an IGA working in the deli. And I just said to someone one day, I'm really interested in getting into real estate, you know, but I'm not sure what to do. And luckily the customer I was talking to, he said, my mum runs a property management business and we're after a receptionist. So (laughs) that's where it all began for me. Reception, assistant property manager, property manager, and then managing large portfolios. I took a break after COVID for a little bit and then was running a very busy outsourcing company, managing a team of 26 people and only just come back into property management beginning of the year to reevaluate, breathe and focus. Yeah, beautiful. Well, like so many in the industry, you've started from that reception role and kind of grown your way up and you're still here after all that time. So it must be in your DNA by now. We've got a couple of big topics we're going to talk about and drill down on today. But let's start with that topic of burnout. And I have so been there. I've had the adrenal fatigue. I've had, you know, every time you go on holidays, something happens because your body is finally getting to rest and not be so in that high nervous state. And I've also had a heart condition on top of it, all of that as well. So now, as you said, you sort of swapped into a different career, a bit of a sidestep, I guess, into a different role. And, you know, that wasn't, I guess, all that it cracked up to be in terms of, you know, it took its toll on you and your health. So Mm -hmm. maybe share a little bit about that journey for you and how you've kind of transformed and turned all that around. Yeah. Like many other property managers can probably relate, you know, leaving post-COVID times, everyone was tense. And I was just also in my own mind thinking, how do I stop doing property management? Because I am also like being bogged down from the client relationships. You know, everyone was quite negative. And so, you know, I think a lot of property managers think, oh, well, what do I do after property management? You know, what would be something else I could do? And so, as I said, a fantastic role came up. It was still within the industry, but it was office management, managing a larger team. And so for me, I was thinking, fantastic. This is like exactly what the next step has to be, right? So I took on that role and basically jumped in, dove in, and I knew that it was something so new to me and I was so thankful to my employer at the time for taking a chance on me with no office experience whatsoever, office management experience. So I did. I put in lots and lots of hours because I knew that I kind of had something to prove, if that makes sense. And when you do leave the industry in real estate, because everyone is so clicky, well, not clicky, but, you know, your career is your reputation very much so in real estate. I just had something to prove. 
And so I put my all into it. But mind you, I started when I had a nine-month-old, a little baby, and my <laughs> kids were a little bit younger. And so I continued this momentum for almost, you know, 14 months and it got to breaking point. As you said, the adrenal fatigue for me and no switch off available on weekends, starting quite early in the morning and then still having to focus on the family towards the end. Yeah, I had a break. It finished up just before the Easter holidays and spent three weeks sheepishly asked my old boss to go back to property management because it was something I knew is something I could do in my sleep and I needed a break to reevaluate. I was only responsible for my own calendar. So it was many benefits in that scenario. And, you know, since coming back into property management, that for me was an 18 month break away from it. It was enough for me to reevaluate, recognize how property management can be, you know, lifestyle role in itself. And since then, I've spent the last six months really refocusing on my health, regaining my energy levels and, yeah, focusing on family as well. I think that's an amazing story to share because, you know, sometimes, and sometimes it's us as well, we get in stuck in that negative mindset and we can't actually make that our lifestyle. Like just because we've done it like this for 10 years doesn't mean now that our family has shifted we've grown our family we can't change and make it more integrated with our family you don't have to necessarily leave the industry the grass isn't always greener on the other side Clearly. Um, yeah but again that takes a lot of courage to be able to i guess ask employers ask people you know working five days doesn't suit me or working nine to five doesn't suit me i need to you know, drop kids off at nine o'clock mm. and i want to be able to pick them up at three o'clock you know, asking for that kind of lifestyle balance is hard. I get it. And did you kind of have to sit down with hubby and work out, okay, this is the lifestyle that I want to live and this is what's going to make me happy? Exactly. So I think a lot of it is a lot of what other mums get is that ultimate guilt of having to carry the mental load as well for the family. But then I was carrying a lot of mental load at work. So after that, period it was to sit down with the husband um you know I'm still having to keep up with everything else and there just has to be some type of give here and you know he's also progressing in his career so for me I wouldn't say like I was probably told it was a step back but it was for me a sidestep a re-evaluation where was I wanting to go with it and property management for me as I said I can do it with my eyes closed because I've been doing it for so long but actually, after that 18 months, I realized that maybe when I was leaving, I was having this negative mindset and all the pressure was on me to make all these decisions. But at the end of the day, you present a problem to the owner, present a solution, and it's up to the owner to decide. I think so many people get caught up in that, but you're just there to guide them in a decision. You're not the decision maker at the end of the day. That's great advice. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not your problem I mean, it is your problem to solve or do your best to solve it. But if they don't want to agree with your solution, ultimately that's on them. So I think that's really, really valuable advice. And again, I can totally resonate with that, you know, that mental load that sometimes we don't talk about, like everything just keeps piling on us as, you know, working mums and in property management, everything just keeps, and instead of speaking out about it, you know, eventually our bodies just give out on us and, you know, yeah, present signs. So talk about some of this stuff then that you have put in place then since having that sort of that break, not that it was a break, but that burnout. What are some of the stuff that you've put in place to make sure that you feel supported, that you feel like everything's kind of in flow, that you are able to maintain that 
positive sort of or that right mindset. Yeah, which is like really great because I think that it's really important in property management to rethink about that positive mindset and taking that mental load because we all know go to bed and got the pen and paper next to your desk. So for me, I'm massively on lists and I find a lot of property managers probably will be on that. So I always write a list at the end of the day, but my re-evaluation, the things I've been working on at home so that I can perform better at work, I've been more active. It's very hard to get active with the children. And for me, it's been walking. I'll go for a 30 minute walk each day. It's almost like a non-negotiable because I know that my mental health suffers if I don't go for a walk. And I just put in a podcast where I listen to music and get my body moving that way then secondly I've been coupling it with going to see a nutritionist slash a naturopath um, really dialing into rebuilding my internals and basically at home as well just putting boundaries in place for my husband sometimes I'd let him get away with things because it was just too hard to have an argument with him but no setting a structure with the kids and sharing the load with each other has been really fantastic And it's really allowed me to have that breather going back into the workforce, knowing I'm not required 100% of the time and I'm not good to be operating 100% of the time. I need a break to then be able to perform my best. If you are anything like me, you think you know your rent roll numbers. Well, I thought I did until I had a rent roll health check and I was quite literally shocked. The money I was leaving on the table was astounding and this is not something that I'm proud to admit. There were mismanagement fees, let fees, advertising and lease renewal fees not being charged and properties even without bonds. And all of this was happening despite monthly audits being conducted in my business. So how did I uncover all these gaps in my valuable income? Well, I had a rent roll due diligence from my good friend Tazi, aka the Rent Roll Queen and founder of the Tazi Way, a specialist in rent roll due diligence, business valuation and management rights. The Tazi Way is the innovative force driving the real estate industry. With 25 years of business and real estate acumen, they find gaps and risks in your agency to find undiscovered value. If you'd like to book your business in for a rent roll due diligence, head to the the link in the show notes and mention that property mum for a 10% discount. Absolutely. And that actually leads into my next question, which was going to be, you know, you've just, well, baby number three is two and a half. So I think you said you've got six and five, six and five and two and a half. So you're in the trenches of motherhood right now. Your kids are still really needing you. I've got the opposite. My kids are all teenagers. (laughs) Actually, two are adults now, technically. And, you know, I have to bribe them, take them out for expensive dinners to make them hang out with me. But I'm sure you really relish an opportunity to have a night out away from them. (laughs) One of those, sometimes in that balance between my husband and I, when I've got an opportunity to come into the office a bit later and the kids will be at school, we'll go out for breakfast. Those are almost our date nights because, yeah, we don't do date nights. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it was years before I did that as well. So obviously, I mean, I love that, that you're putting stuff time aside for you and you're prioritising that self-care as well. And is that kind of how you're integrating it? I don't like to say balancing it because it's really never a balance. It's yeah. that kind of that integration sometimes works more dominant and then other times, you know, sick kids, needy husband, home life's more yeah. more important or takes over. So you just kind of, yeah, put those boundaries in place and you're very conscious of 
what you need to do because ultimately if you're not functioning properly, mm, nobody else is <laughs> functioning exactly. properly. Exactly. And a lot of mums get that, that if they're not doing it, then they feel like it's never going to get done. I have noticed a massive shift in the 18 months of leaving the industry, you know, with a lot of new technologies. I've always been an early adapter of technology within the property management space. We've been using Inspection Express. I've been using it for six years within my career, Property Tree. So there is a lot of this flexibility adding to your day so that you're not locked into that nine to five rimmer role and, you know, a lot of cloud-based software. So we run our emails and drives through Google. So there's no need to be locked into the workplace. And I find that post-COVID that a lot of agencies are moving away from that, more open to that. And then when you think about property management, I would probably say 90, 95% of property managers are female mothers who need that flexibility. So it's good that we're starting to see that shift within the industry. Well, that's exactly right. And if we don't shift, then there's not going to be anyone to run portfolios. So, (laughs) I mean, it is hard enough to find somebody at the moment. But like we said earlier, that's another podcast episode. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Let's talk about social media now because you were one of the early adopters of building a personal brand online, which I love, by the way. I love following Mm. along and I have done for a very long time. I told you earlier, I connected with Ash Goodchild from PM Collective and Soco Realty in early days of COVID. And she said, you've got to follow this lady, which I did. Now, one side note before I ask you my actual question, did you call yourself the OCD PM because you do have OCD or because you're just more of that perfectionist personality type? (laughs) Yes, actually quite funny because when you mentioned Ash, and Ash didn't know this until recently when I was chatting with her, I actually tried to take her handle, which was the Perth property manager or something like that, but she had nabbed it like all those years ago. And I was like, oh, bugger, what do I do now? So yes, so the OCD PM came into my head because I do slightly have some OCD as I've got on older, probably ADHD <laughs> kind of activities. And then I did acronym it out to be like organization, cleaning and design, but it's just stuck. I really love it. And people within the industry, you know, running that outsourcing company, some of those property managers did already know me because of my social media handle. Yeah, it's very catchy. And I did see a post where you were scrubbing on your tiles in the ground (laughs) with scrubbing brush. And I thought she's definitely got to have OCD or ADD. So I've nicknamed myself the influencer because I had probably four other women message me about that Kasha cleaner. And I feel like sending Kasha a little DM saying, can I have some affiliate marketing, please? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. (laughs) Cleaning products. There you go. I mean, everyone's got them. Yes, exactly. little, Little side business there. Now, I absolutely love how authentic you are. And there was another post that you posted recently. I sound like a real stalker, don't I? About you don't care as much what you look like these days, but it's how you feel. Yes, exactly. Tell us a little bit about that, how you've come to that mindset, because I think I totally agree with that. I think that is way more important and people on social media, and it's shifting, I think, on social media too. Mm, Yeah. So again, it came back to that real health focus that I'm still on that journey now. I'm never going to be 100%. I don't think anyone ever would be. But that shift in internal health really helped shift my mental health. I was very like post leaving my last role, very negative mindset, really down on myself. But 
as soon as I made those small changes of like, okay, well, eating healthy can be self-care. It doesn't have to be, you know, having a bath and putting on a face mask, even though I love doing those on a Sunday night. <laughs> yep. But it doesn't have to be a diet either. It's just eating healthy. I love that you said that. It's not yeah. about dieting and because as soon as you stop a diet, yeah, all the weight exactly. comes back on again. Exactly. And I think that's tractioning, maybe showing my age a little bit growing up in the 90s, that it was very like, how skinny was that person? And, you know, but in that body positivity space, you know, I just feel like that we all come in different shapes and sizes and what we bring to the table is not what we look like, but what our mind can bring to it. I've always been praised in any employment and probably why I flourish in property management is just thinking outside of the box and problem solving and having a left of field approach. So I think it's really to be celebrated and that's what makes property managers unique is that most of us think like that. Absolutely. And so gone are the days. And I guess when you first started on Instagram and you would have noticed a big shift in this space, it was all about those influences and what you look like and, you know, everyone was using filters and there was no such thing as showing up authentically. I mean, now I'm finding it's shifting right back to that authenticity. You know, your videos don't have to be perfect. You can take the piss out of yourself on your reels. A lot of my friends don't get that, by the way. My friends are like, oh my God, why are you doing that? Like, why do you need to do that? And it's because I don't take myself too seriously. Yeah. So think, yeah, talk about that change and what you've seen. Yeah. What do you think about posting on social media? What should we be doing? On social media, I definitely believe in the authenticity. I feel that, you know, in today's society and what we saw in COVID, a lot of us felt quite isolated. And when you're always looking at that perfect person or they've got the perfect home and the perfect everything else, then you start evaluating yourself and you kind of actually feel quite bad. But when I started seeing not just isolated to real estate, but, you know, other mums struggling and it's something that people can resonate with. And so I was like, well, I'm a working mum. I work in real estate. Why can't I do something very similar so that all of us girls in the office would catch up and be like, oh, had a horrible night's sleep, blah, blah, blah. But it was the next part in that. And one of my reasons for starting a social media platform in property management is not only self-promotion, but also if I had any clients that I wanted to connect with there or they were coming to see me, then they actually got to see me as a person. Because I feel like when we're talking about Ashley's PM Collective thing, which is a fabulous idea, is that I got questioned early on, oh, well, why would you be meeting with other BDMs to talk about, you know, selling real estate? I said, because at the end of the day, we can all have the same thing. We can all use Inspection Express. We can all list a property on realestate.com. But the difference is you at the end of the day. That is real estate. It's customer service based. And the point of difference is you. Absolutely. And that's what we should be promoting on social media. Not just our listed, not just our solds, our leased, but our personalities and who we are. And there is a saying that, you know, people do business with people, not with brands. So, and I love that, you know, you've obviously cottoned onto that very early on. So what sort of content then, if somebody wants to show their personality, have you got some, maybe, you know, some suggestions or ideas that people could be sharing? I really hate to admit this, but I just had a social media strategy meeting with another girlfriend of mine who has a good social media presence because I have no idea, really. And that's probably why you get such authenticity from me because it's whatever I feel at the time and how I'm feeling and what I'll decide to post at the time. I wish that I could sit down and do a planned post thing, but for me, that's not authentic. So I don't think I'll really head down that way. 
But, you know, I post whatever's interesting to me at the time. At the moment, for me, as I said, it's that Kasha thing, obsessed. I will like probably do another couple of stories about it later on this week. But also to, you know, what's going on in the family. Like every day is different. So I'll share what I feel like is funny or, you know, for example, my husband is obsessed with the Xbox. And if he ever listens to this podcast, I'll be in trouble. But it's very frustrating, but that's my life. And that's what I like sharing. Absolutely. And I think that's great that, you know, you're following your intuition, your gut, and, you know, the people that will connect with you and will like you will find you and will relate to that. So I think that's really valuable advice to share with anyone who wants to dive in and develop their personal brand a little bit more on social media. So that's amazing. Now, I love personal development and it sounds like you've been on a bit of a personal development journey as well. So what is one of your favorite tools, resources, podcasts, or something that you can share that will help our listeners? Yeah. So as I said, I've been doing those 30-minute walks. The podcasts that I do listen to at the moment is that 31-minute podcast by another real estate agent, Matt Steinwang, which I've been loving. And then re-entering the industry, I do listen to your podcast and Ashley's from the PM Collective. It's almost religious. Ash does hers and then you post yours. And so it's my two days into the office but also to another book. And it's going to sound bad because it's such a boy's book, but the David Goggins never give up that mindset of just pushing through just one step at a time has I've been listening as an audio book bit by bit. So that's one of my mantras actually is never give up. So yes, totally love it. That's amazing. Now, how can our audience connect further with you? What's the best place for them to reach out if they want to learn a bit more about that personal branding? So the personal branding, I'm heavily prevalent on Instagram. The handle is the OCD PM and send me a DM. Otherwise there is Facebook, which is just Kensley Oxley. Very authentic there. I'm not affiliated. And what I'm really lucky with is my, none of my employers have pushed me to be on their own personal branding. I am my own brand. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I have absolutely loved connecting with you in kind of the flesh over the Zoom. And I look forward to continuing to see and follow some of your amazing content. Cheers. Thanks. One thing I dread doing is chasing up rent arrears and debt collection. It takes up valuable time and it can often lead to conflict. But it is a necessary evil when you are running a property management business. But there is an easier way to make sure your tenant's rent is paid on time and in advance and it's called rent pay. RentPay is a secure and simple to use payment platform that saves agents time and money with fast, accurate receding while making life better for renters. To top it all off, you'll never have to worry about dishonor fees or unknown deposits again. How good is that? Cleared funds are deposited straight into your bank account in a single daily payment with accurate receding and reference numbers auto-assigned and it's fully compatible with all trust accounting systems. It's a super flexible payment option for tenants who can pay rent in multiple ways, including direct debit, credit card, or instantly pay with payer ID. Fees are minimal and RentPay even helps with the rent arrears process by automating reminders to renters when payments are due or missed. If you are currently paying large bank fees, struggling with constant dishonors because the funds aren't cleared when their funds land in your trust, or wasting time chasing up unknown payments, I encourage you to book in a free demo with RentPay and give yourself and your renters an easier way to pay rent. 
There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA. So that essentially, your business is never without admin support ever again. And my health, time and business has never looked back. Your PMVA can take care of tasks like rent arrears, lease preparation and renewals, maintenance follow-up, routine inspection bookings, data entry, audits, prospecting, inbox management and so much more. And the best part of implementing a PMVA in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service. What makes me feel so safe is that PMVA is owned by Tiffany Botel, both here and in the Philippines, making my data secure and giving me more control over the VA arrangement. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. Can I ask you a quick favor before you leave this episode? Now, we all know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine is no different. If you could spare just a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast, it would mean a lot to me. In fact, what would get me super excited is if you share this podcast with someone in the industry who you think might need to hear some of the episodes right now. And if you'd like to find out more about working with me or any of the products I have to help you start, grow or scale your property management business, head to my website, thatpropertymum.com.au or check out the links in the show notes.